Kerkit the Frog here and <sighs> let's just get this over with. I'm Kit Quinn. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green, and I am not going to stand for the blatant Muppets at Walt Disney World eraser that this movie gave us. Agreed. I'm Randy Martin, and uh, just give me the whole bottle. and welcome back to the podcast for the fourth time and possibly one of the biggest muppet stands i know marissa hi ho kermit wazowski here i can't believe it took us this long to get you on something muppet adjacent we're so sorry it's this (laughs) congratulations on your how many times have you been here now four your fourth appearance you don't get a guest choice we make you sit through this (laughs) What's funny, too, is that we've been planning this episode for the longest fucking time. Yeah, this was a long time coming. (laughs) I think we mentioned this as early as our first episode, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) Oh, God, yes. We just really, 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 really didn't want to put ourselves through this again. Oh, God. (laughs) So we already have our Muppet history out there. So, Marissa, why don't you go into your history with the Muppets? Uh, you got a few hours? (laughs) Fuck yeah, we do. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yes, actually. Let me put it this way. One of my earliest memories was my Kermit cake for my third birthday. The Muppets have been a part of my life for quite literally as long as I can remember. I had a ton of Muppet-related VHS tapes as a kid. There was uh, the It's the Muppets series, which was just a bunch of clips from the Muppet show. There was... Great Muppet Caper, Treasure Island, Christmas Carol, a couple Muppet sing-alongs, and a Fraggle Rock tape. Like You name it, I had it. The only good version of Kokomo? Yes, yes. Kermit's version is the best That version. was my introduction to Kokomo. Same. <laughs> Caribbean Amphibian, which, despite popular belief, is not a Jimmy Buffett song. <laughs> Technically, they did a duet of it in Elmo Palooza, but you get me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. The- Kermit the Frog could have written Kokomo. Mike Love could never have written Caribbean Amphibian. Agreed. Well, now Kermit the Frog just needs to cover Jamaica Mistaka. But yeah, so we should probably all go into our history as well with this movie, starting with Marissa. Uh, I really don't have much of a history with this movie. I mean, you know of it. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that point in like your late teens, early 20s, when you first have to start adulting and you really start to feel nostalgia for the first time? Oh, oh yes. man, yeah. So I got into that with uh, my old Muppet tapes. I found my old Muppet tapes when I was about 18 or so, and that reignited my passion for them. Aww. And from there, I went down the Muppet Wiki rabbit hole and came across Kermit Swap Gears. Oh, and I thought, God. oh, okay, that's a cool concept, origin story. Aww. Then I found the reviews. Oh, no. And I was like, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we did watch it together at one point, right? Yeah, it was like way before KRT. This was years and years ago, back when Rabbit was still a thing. Oh, oh Miss Rabbit. Fucking Rabbit. That was the first time I had seen <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> Side note, I miss when we could press those emojis whenever, like, something happened during yeah. the thing we were watching. That was fun. Oh, God. Yeah, whoever shut down Rabbit, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why would you do that? Why would you take something so precious from us? I guess Discord kind of has that feature, but it's not the same. There's apparently a Nexpo video about that website, too, which, you know, if Nexpo makes a video about your website, uh, there was some shady shit going on, and I'll have to rewatch that. 
Oh boy. I can't believe we're at that point in our lives where we're nostalgic about late 2010s internet. Uh, Holy shit, we're fucking old. By the way, shout out to Nexpo. Um, you scare the shit out of me and I love you for that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I don't really have a ton of history with this movie. Like, I remember seeing it on a preview for it on one DVD I had, but otherwise I just completely forgot it existed for years and years. And then a while back, I decided to watch it out of sheer curiosity. I think it was on my own, and <sighs> I like to consider myself a Muppet optimist. I like just about everything they do. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's like, I've stopped worrying about whether it's perfect, and I'm just like, if it's just good, wholesome, Muppety fun, then I'm happy. But this movie was where that ended. This movie was awful. Yeah. There's a reason this was straight to video. Not even straight to video, straight to stars. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I'll say this much. Upon rewatching it for this podcast, it was slightly better than I remember it being, but that's not saying much. It does have its moments. Yeah, very few good moments, but they're there. Yeah, it's like, the only thing that keeps it from being as bad as CJ7 or Reanimated or Ghosts or Big Rock Candy Mountain is that at the least you can tell there's some Muppety goodness in it. It has a lot of Muppety alumni working on it, and I think that the only reason a lot of the bad decisions in this movie happened was because of Star or Sony possibly being on their ass, because I can't imagine that they would make it this bad. The early 2000s was such a weird time for the Muppets. Yeah. It really was. You know, they were still a few years out from the Disney deal. Like, this was the same year as It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas, which we also tackled on this podcast. And while it's... Or as I like to call it, the yassification of Scooter. That explains a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, Sony. We love Sony. You know, you did real good with the PlayStation. Thank you for that. But this, an invincible... Come on. I mean, at least they gave us that Muppet Monster game. Exactly. I forget what it's called, but you know what I mean. Okay, so at least we got You Rock My World out of Invincible, but come on. The rest of it, come on. Like, this is the same year they released the first Spider-Man movie. Like, come on. They had to have come some decent leadership. on. Muppet Monster Adventure. That's the game I was talking about. Yes. I haven't played that game, but I've seen gameplay and it looks like so much fun. Oh, All right, yeah. fine. Threatened was also good. Also, I love low poly Robin. He looks so cute. He does. Watch out for the goo. I will say this. I don't think this movie's bad on paper. It's like the origin story idea. It's it's cute enough. And if it were like 30 or 45 minutes long, it might have worked. But at an hour and 20 minutes and all the fucking slogging and shitty decisions they had to add in. Emphasis on shitty. It's a waste of talent. And a waste of a good idea. Exactly. Also, there are some jokes that, like, you know, they'd say the line and I'd be like, oh, haha, that was funny. But then they'd, like, drag it on or, like, add more to it. And I'd be like, come the fuck on. You had something real good here. Now I gotta see Toad Ass a bunch of times. <laughs> it's how not to do a Muppet movie, honestly. God damn it. Fucking 2002. <sighs> so I'm like you guys in that I've never seen this movie until we actually streamed it together. But I do remember specifically this thing that was on Stars Kids. They were doing like a featurette where 
one of the characters, I think it was Goggles, was interviewing people on set. That might have been actually Joe the Armadillo because they had a segment on the DVD where he goes around interviewing people behind the movie. Yeah, because I remember they do this whole gag about the name Best Boy. Yeah, that... (laughs) Oh boy, I'm so excited because now's the part where I'm going to meet the Best Boy. Can you believe it? He's the Best Boy. I can't wait to meet the Best Boy. (laughs) What are you guys doing on my truck? I'm just here to meet the Best Boy. You got a union card, any of you? No, I don't even have pants. Could you tell me where the Best Boy is? That'd be me. Wait a minute. You're the best boy? Yes. But, but, but you're a man. You have a mustache. Well, I wasn't always a man. You, you weren't? No. That you were a woman? No, I was a boy. Oh, you were a boy at one time. Maybe it's because he's performed by Joey Mazzarino, but he gives me very early Murray vibes, I guess, from Sesame Street. Yeah, I've already forgotten half of these characters. <laughs> That's another problem. These characters are not memorable or enjoyable for a movie. Half of them don't even look like they're made by the Jim Henson Creature Shop. Goggles and Croker look like fucking rejected Wonder Shows and characters. <laughs> they do! Hi, <laughs> Lena! Hi! It's powered by sadness! Typical. <laughs> Compare them to Kermit, where... You can always tell what Kermit's mood is because his facial features are so flexible... Croker and Goggles, their mouths just move up and down. That's it. <sighs> like There's this one part where Croker's pupils get smaller. And that's yeah. about it. That's all the expression yeah. he has. Exactly. All, yeah, most of this is like very bad computer effects. <sighs> so the movie is directed by David Gumpel, who has quite a bit of history working with the Muppets. He directed a couple of videos for them. And he still works with them to this day on Pajanimals. And he also works on Sid the Science Kid. And he's, for the most part, has a pretty good filmography under his belt. But I feel like the executives definitely were on his butt during this movie. Yeah, he directed the Muppet sing-along videos. Yeah, those are cute. And a few episodes of The Wubulous World with Dr. Seuss. He was a director on Animal Jam, which I'm probably the one person on Earth who remembers that show. <laughs> yeah, we should do an Animal Jam episode down the line. Oh, you meant Animal Jam the show, not Animal Jam the computer game. No, it was a show that aired on TLC. <laughs> I was about to get so mad. I was about to be like, what do you mean you're the only person who remembers Animal Jam? There's a whole <laughs> subculture dedicated to that fucking website. Oh, God. Funny enough, there was a character from Animal Jam that was repurposed for an episode of Hannah Montana. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember that. which one? Pancake Buffalo. Was that the one where that Lucas Cruikshank was on? Uh, no. I forget which one that was. Okay. I keep forgetting Lucas Cruikshank was on Hannah Montana. Oh, God, yeah, he was. The fucking hold he had on our generation. <laughs> Hannah Montana was a little after my time. I can't comment. Yeah. yeah Honestly, you know what? Good for him. We love him. Lucas, I love you. Please come on our show. <laughs> and look, I'll say this like, it's a very Merry Muppet Christmas, is flawed as hell, but. I think there was way more passion that went into it. And at the least, it feels like a Muppet movie for the most part. This movie just feels like they had to really rush out a movie. It really does. Also, one more note I have about that Hannah Montana episode. Uh, the, the episode is season two, episode 25. Hannah in the street with diamonds. And 
Pancake Buffalo in that is played by Edie McClurg, of all people. Well, okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's something, ain't it? I want a fucking car right fucking now. May I see your rental agreement? I threw it away. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, what? Yeah, and then one of the only things that's interesting of note is that despite not being owned by Disney, this movie was actually filmed at the Disney MGM Studios. Huh? Yeah, it was apparently filmed in Naples, Florida. Wow, okay. Well, it being filmed in Florida makes sense, but I didn't know they actually filmed it on Disney property. Yep, apparently they did, and now I'm choosing to believe this movie takes place in the same universe as the Florida Project. <laughs> oh, yep. God, yes. Also, this movie got Dairy Queen toys, which I actually do remember my cousin getting one of them. They're cuter than this movie deserves. I don't think we've had a KRT toy store in a hot minute, so we should probably, like, post them or something. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely have to post them. <laughs> That's what I like about Texas. Believe it or not, the KRT toy store has not been foreclosed. Yay! We're just dealing with a lot of inventory and all our staff quit. Yay! There's supply chain issues. You know how it is right now. (laughs) (laughs) They also found black mold um, in there, apparently. So uh, we've been shut down by OSHA for um, a good while. God damn it. Someone licked one of those great Muppet Caper McDonald's glasses. (laughs) <laughs> sorry that was me <laughs> oh, there's man. asbestos all over the mcdonald's plushies and this movie was so bad that it rarely gets acknowledged by any muppet property the only th- time it's been referenced since then is croaker showing up at constantine and piggy's wedding in muppets most wanted Okay, I did not notice that. <laughs> yeah, he's in the background, apparently. Also, all of these characters are so forgettable. Is Kroger the blue one or the big one? The blue one. Blotch is the okay. big one. The only reason I remember who Goggles is is because of his fucking eyes. Yeah, like, are those glasses? Or is that just how his eyes look? <laughs> I guess they're glasses, but, like, if they live in the swamp and don't speak to humans, how the fuck did he get them? Uh, a, a wizard, wizard did it. it. Yeah! Jinx. <laughs> a swamp wizard, I guess. Are you ready? <laughs> a swamp wizard illegally dumped in the swamp. Huzzah! Also, rest in piss to Splash Mountain. Yay! Yes! <laughs> fuck yeah! Rest in piss, Br'er Shithead! It's Tiana's <laughs> time! Cause I'm almost there! Yeah, is the new ride gonna fall down, go sploosh like the old one? Yes, then I don't see the problem here. Exactly. Just fix the America Sings animatronics, please! Please give them the repairs they fully deserve. You know what? If they have to get sacrificed for this ride, I don't even care. Okay, I care a little bit, but still! My one and only note for the refurb is have Kermit show up at some point on the ride. He and Tiana would be the best of friends. (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Yes, they would. And also, I kind of hope they keep, like, the frog animatronic at the beginning of the Disneyland one, but if he has to go, he has to go. Eh, we can redeem him. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess we should talk about this movie, I guess. Do we have to? I can still go on about Splash Mountain a little more. You know, I'd be perfectly content to just sit here and read the letterboxed reviews for Kermit Swamp Years, because there are some gems. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Okay, then yeah, read one. <laughs> There's one that's just half star, 
don't do this again. (laughs) (laughs) And here we have the energy of the day. Yay. Damn straight. (sighs) There's actually a cameo in this movie that also sums up my feelings on this movie, but we'll get to it when we get to it. (laughs) There's also an Easter egg in this movie that made me go, boo, come on. (laughs) Okay, one more. Uh, Two stars. Kermit has a full-on sword fight with a scalpel, but the humans are only shocked when he starts talking. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, I will say one more thing is that I once had a really popular TikTok. I private it since then because I get really nervous about having that much of myself on the internet, even though I run a podcast. But anyway, I was reacting yeah. to the part in the trailer where Goggle says, don't leave me. I have abandonment issues. And then he just edited in Kermit saying, see ya. i thought that was really part of the movie (laughs) so it's been a while since i watched this movie i watched the trailer and i see the part where you know goggles is like don't leave me i have abandonment issues and kermit says see ya that's not in the movie that's one of the funniest fucking muppet jokes i've ever seen in my life and it's not in the movie Boo! that was the one thing that could have redeemed this for me but no, it's just Goggles saying that, and then he just runs after them anyway, and the Kermit saying see ya is until the end of the movie. Uh. You, you know what? You already know what my verdict is going to be based on that alone. <laughs> also, Valid. this isn't actually Kermit's origin. He didn't do 9-11 in it. <laughs> my whole, where are my 72 virgins? I hold Kermit the Frog here, and I am about to steer this plane into a skyscraper for 72 virgins. (laughs) I'm coming, 72 piggies! (laughs) Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Hi-ho, death to America. (laughs) (laughs) One more letterbox review before I get started. Last one, I promise. Oh yeah, no worries. Three and a half stars. Kermit's mom is definitely a forbidden MILF. <laughs> That's why they couldn't Kermit's show her. Kermit's mom has got it going, going on. <laughs> you know how bad this movie's intro was with the scary CGI bug? Oh god, what the fuck was that? As soon as I saw that this movie starts with a terrible CGI scatting bug, I was already like, Jesus Christ. It made me miss Waldo. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, at least Waldo was a passion of Jim's to try something new. At least he's in the last thing that Jim ever made, so I'm a little more forgiving of him now. This CGI bug, no. I mean, at least he's only in, like, one or two scenes, unlike Waldo. Yeah. Here's the thing. We all love Muppet Vision 3D here. Waldo is just an annoying part of an already great Muppet thing. Exactly. I already associate Waldo with, you know, oh my god, I'm at this really cool Muppets attraction at Disney World. This is just, like, a setup for disappointment. (laughs) Oh, god. And the movie starts out like how it feels. Getting swallowed. And we already got our Muppet Vore, so Uh. take that (laughs) off the list. Uh, There will be other kinks to come. Uh. Too fucking many. Oh, God. Fetish movie. Also, at one point, the bug says, can't we just use practical effects? It's like, subtle. (laughs) And then it cuts to our characters in this movie, aka basic fucking nerd archetype, basic fucking daredevil archetype, and basic fucking bully archetype. 
That's all. I will say that the little Kermit design is adorable. Yeah, I actually found out that they they apparently just took the original Kermit puppet and they added bigger eyeballs to him, and it looks really good, honestly. That was all they did? Yeah, apparently. It looked like a smaller model entirely. Yeah. They even did a behind-the-scenes with Kermit explaining he's getting his makeup on to get it, so that was cute. (laughs) The one thing that freaked me out was when Kermit cannonballs into the swamp, And he spits out water, but since he doesn't have any lips, it looks like he's just fucking vomiting. Oh, God. (laughs) It's fucking disgusting. What I want to know is how many Muppet performers did they drown to get this shot? Uh, maybe they use like that orb that Jim used when filming the scene in the opening of the Muppet movie. Either that or working on this just gave them a death wish. Huzzah. We can't leave a paper trail, guys. Also, they fucking ruined the chance for Muppet yeeting at the beginning. They just add in some shitty CGI. It's like... Yeah, this fucking shitty motion blur green screen bullshit. Like, no, show the artifice! No, that's what pissed me off about this movie one of the most times, is that every time we could have had a Muppet yeeting shot, they just have this shitty, like, you know, chroma keying in. Where you can clearly see, like, the green or blue bleeding around the fucking Muppet. How do you fuck up something as simple and effective as Muppet Yeeting? Exactly. How the fuck did this come from the same studio that gave us Kermit on a bike, Labyrinth, the Dark Crystal, Dinosaurs? How is this the same studio? Exactly. And also- Well, you see, they had to blow most of their budget on the puppet of Kermit's mom. And by that, I mean putting a fucking wig on a Kermit puppet and not showing its face. Yep. Not (laughs) even putting a wig on it, just showing the back of her head. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, they couldn't have put eyelashes on her, at least. Exactly. Why did Goggles randomly play the race card? Like, he was like, It's because I'm a toad, right? You don't like hanging out with warty toads! Goggles gives me the vibe of someone who would totally, like, try to say, like, Toad Lives Matter or something. Oh, God. God. He literally looks like the fucking Bucktooth nerd emoji. Goggles is Diet Carl Weezer, and Croker is just Diet Gonzo. They do a fake-out in the beginning where it seems like Croker dies when he jumps into the swamp. And I was thinking to myself, if they actually had the balls to follow through with that and have Kermit and, and Goggles be completely changed frogs, I would applaud that decision. Yes, make it like Stand By Me, but with the Muppets. (laughs) Or my girl, or my frog. Exactly. Where's his glasses? (laughs) You can't see without his glasses. No, you're fired. No kidding. Where's his goggles? He can't see without his goggles. (laughs) Also, they fuck up a Rainbow Connection reference so goddamn bad. Like... God, that was so forced. There's so many references to the Muppets that they just fuck up. Uh, Yeah, they have this moment where he's singing to himself, looking at the stars, and it's not warranted at all. And it's so early in the film that there's no emotional impact at all. And this happens not 10 seconds after a toilet flush. Exactly. It's uh Though truth be told, it's kind of funny to me the implication that this swamp has indoor plumbing. Yeah. They don't just go in the swamp. Like again, how haven't they interacted with humans at all? They've had to do something to get all that. <laughs> I will say the transition into that scene where 
Kermit and friends are talking about all the fucked up things that humans supposedly do, and they talk about cooking frogs alive. Cut to the shot that looks like Kermit being cooked in a fucking pot, and then it just turns out he's behind the pot. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty clever. I, di- I did like that. I did get a small laugh out of... Goggles, come on. You, you can't be afraid all of your life. Sure I can. That's a mood. <laughs> <laughs> Also, also, like, the, the the part where it's like, you know, they cook you and then, you know, eat you alive. Something tells me that was passed on because apparently um, raw frog legs, if you put salt on them, they, like, kind of, like, shake around and, like, jump Ugh. a little bit. Oh, which is very weird. So I can understand where they probably thought that they were alive. Yeah, it's... Uh... I still want to try frog legs, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry, Kermit, I still want to try frog legs, but that part about them is very weird. Mm-hmm. And then, also, the villain in this movie is named Dr. Crassman, but it's not the actual Crassman from the Muppet movie. Like, I know this movie could never afford Mel Brooks, but, like, come on. <laughs> I like to call him Dollar Store Doc Hopper. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I legit thought he was played by David Ogden Steers at first. When I first saw him, I thought that's who he was supposed to be, like some sort of protege to Doc Hopper or something. Like, yeah, they name him after Dr. Crassman, which it would have been kind of funny if they randomly gave him a German accent or something. But it's like, yeah. He was also giving me a bit of Diet John Riss Davies, so I was half expecting him to start ranting about the Eye of Mara at one point. <laughs> Oh, God, I wish. <sighs> and then, did the scene at night happen after the intro, or am I thinking of something else? Yeah, it happened, like, a couple minutes after the intro. Oh, okay, okay. But we missed the part with the alligator, Oh, too. yeah, the- and also, you stepped on my gland! Remember, this is a fucking Muppet movie. Yay! So, the gland in question, first of all, I thought this was gonna be, like, a one-off, like, you know, how Carl Weezer would just sometimes be like, Ow, my scapula! <laughs> I, I thought the gland was going to be like a one-off. Oh, my gland! One-off jokes in this movie? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, sh- I should have known better. I apologize. But, um... <laughs> it's Chekhov's gland. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently the gland is a poison gland, which, I mean, is accurate to toads. Because you know how, like, when you pick up a toad, sometimes they pee on you? Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Another thing they do as self-defense is their back is covered in poison glands. So that's why you need to wash your hands every time you touch a toad, because if you ingest that poison, um, I don't think you'll die, but you're not going to have a good time. Exactly. Mm. But in this one, apparently all it does is make you itchy, so... So then, after he and his assistant Mary, who's basically his max in this movie, get chased off by an alligator, the alligator's all... Animals that talk to humans get killed (gasps) and cooked... (gasps) And eaten a lot. Oh, how unpleasant! Wait a second. How could you be eaten alive if you were already killed, huh? Oh, they have their way. I feel like that's a metaphor for capitalism somehow. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> yeah, that's how the workforce feels. <laughs> and it's also technically how frog legs work, I guess. Exactly. They do heavily imply that that's Arnie the alligator from the first Muppet movie. The one oh, that yeah. chased Dom DeLuise. Oh yeah, that's right. That was a nice little callback. I like that. Oh, it's like X and Pearl. The alligator's always been there. <laughs> How were they able to get that many little frog puppets, but they couldn't make a puppet for Kermit's mom? 
Exactly. No. I mean, I guess it's because she doesn't have a lot of screen time, but like, you can still put a fucking wig on a Kermit puppet. Exactly. If you can put lipstick on a pig, you can put a wig on a frog. Just bring back those executives from Muppets Take Manhattan. It'll all work out. (laughs) Although I am a simple man, I see a Muppet being trampled by other Muppets, and I laugh. Same. That was one of the best moments. Muppet eating and trampling get me every time. (laughs) Oh yeah, Muppet trampling is hilarious. I forgot about potty time. Oh brother, this guy stinks! What is with all the ass jokes in this? (laughs) Oh god, we (laughs) get to that. And so then they cut to the next day where Kermit and friends are talking and then Goggle says, actually, the eggs felt quite soothing on my buttocks. This fucking movie. Aimed at kids. Kids like butt jokes, right? Please laugh. Okay, you know how in the modern day there's like an alarming amount of like poop themed toys? Oh, God. Is this what it was like for, you know, adults in the 2000s? Like there's an alarming amount of like butt toys and jokes in TV, kind of like how today everything is, like, poop-themed. Maybe they had a point. Yeah. And then, of course, when they run into Blotch and he's being a typical bully character, Goggle shows him his bare ass. And we don't even wear pants! Look! (laughs) See? And if you didn't get it the first time, don't worry. It zooms in on his ass again. They specifically crafted an ass- for this frog muppet. Why? What the fuck? Here's the thing. I did laugh when he said, oh, but we don't wear pants. I was like, oh, <laughs> that's a funny joke. And then they just kept showing his ass over and over and over again. And that just killed the joke. Exactly. And this happens so many times in this. Where it's like you have you have like a funny joke, a funny one-liner. But then they beat it to death with a fucking hammer and force you to watch as its brain matter falls out of its fucking skull. (laughs) (laughs) It's a quick aside. I had kind of a when fandom worlds collide recently when Ninja Sex Party tweeted, haven't tweeted about ass in a while. And then Muppet History replied with the screenshot of Goggle's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Now that would be a very blessed crossover indeed. So one thing I was thinking with the character of Blanche is, is he technically Kermit's Wario? I guess. I guess. I'm going to be totally honest. I forgot his name as soon as he said it. Yeah. All I saw was generic bully. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like I was saying, Kermit's such a great friend. He lets his friend just get beat up, basically, and does nothing to protect him. But it's Goggles. Can you blame him? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I really think that he secretly wanted Goggles to die. Exactly. (laughs) Can you blame him? Also, the pet shop owner who kidnapped Blotch and Goggles, he so would have been played by Jim Varney had he still been alive in 2002, right? Oh, fuck, yeah. Like, that would have been perfect. That's exactly what they were going for. That is earnest. Oh, absolutely. Also, they have a gag where the truck runs over Croker, and he just has this horrifying gash on his body the rest of the movie. Yeah, he somehow doesn't die. (laughs) I was this close to making a joke about him being run over, and then it actually happened. Oh my god. And it just stays that way the rest of the movie. And he says, I'm, oh, I'm just a little tired. Womp. 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 
fuck. Choke. <laughs> you know what I don't get? They don't know what cars are. They call them like shiny metal beasts or something like that. How do they know what tire tracks are if they don't know what cars are? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to do the, the Fraggle Rock thing where they give like all these like different things like all these outlandish names and shit. It just doesn't work. Also, the guy in the car has an animal keychain. I mean, I know the mayhem were a thing before they joined the Muppets, but why? Yeah, here's the thing. The timeline here is really confusing because on the one hand, you have a lot of the characters in this movie dressing up like they're from the 50s and 60s. But later on in the movie, we hear a Bachman-Turner Overdrive song. This movie does not deserve its soundtrack. It not really does. Mention, but I'll, I'll get into that later. Not to mention anything that's not just a song, just the general, like, you know, soundtrack of the movie is the most bland early 2000s, like, family-friendly country I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. go from Bachman-Turner Overdrive to, like, this pure flicks-ass acoustic pop song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the plus side, we did get a pop-punk cover of Rainbow Connection, so at least there's that. Yeah, yeah, done by me first in the Gimme Gimmies. Oh, nice. But yeah, that's what confuses me. Like, Kermit didn't make his TV debut until, like, Sometime in the 50s. I'll go into the very specific reference that we'll get into later when we get to it, but... Oh, that fucking scene. It would have made way more sense to have, like, a Sam and Friends callback if they really wanted to emphasize this is the 50s or the 60s. Like, I wouldn't complain so much about a fluctuating timeline if the movie didn't take itself so damn seriously. Yeah. Yeah, like, if there's one thing I learned from the Muppets, it's just to embrace the chaos embrace that there is no set canon and they just do whatever the fuck they want that's part of the muppet charm exactly but yeah i agree this movie takes itself so goddamn seriously and it clashes with everything that's what makes great muppet caper so great because it just has fun with the fact that it's a movie and even pokes fun at tropes great muppet caper is not only my favorite muppet movie but my favorite movie period yes yes i watched the shit out of it when i was a kid it means so much to me. It's my favorite movie, period. So that's one of the things I love about the Muppets. Continuity is non-existent. They take the idea of continuity and they toss it in the fucking garbage. But this movie feels like it's trying to force like a canon backstory, like some kind of continuity. And I reject it. No, Muppets don't have a continuity. They just do whatever the fuck they want. They are Time Lords. Exactly. They own space and time. They just are. There is no, like, backstory or continuity. They just showed up. The title of this movie is misleading for two reasons. One, we're in the swamp for all of 15 minutes. And two... This whole thing takes place over two days, so we don't get to see Kermit's swamp years. Exactly. We get like, to see two days of his childhood. Well, the movie is accurate in that Kermit is in this movie. There is a swamp, and yeah. it took years off of all our lives, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. And then seeing that pet store, I was just thinking, I could be watching Pee-wee's Big Adventure right now. Yeah, so what kind of pet store just has fucking monkeys running around? They got a gorilla for sale, McGilla gorilla for sale. Say what? Yeah. 
Oh. <laughs> anyway, they have an arc in this movie where the pet shop owner wants a dog, and I'm like, dude, you treat your animals like shit. You should not be near any of them. Like, you're putting yeah. frogs all together in one tank. Yeah. This guy, Wilson, the pet shop owner, is literally working with the villain to send these frogs to their fucking death. And the movie wants you to like him and say, oh, he's gonna become good. It's like, no, that guy should be arrested. Yeah, and they try to fucking humanize him, too, by, like, having him play with the kid's dog earlier on. Which, yeah, the dog is cute, but, like, yeah. come on. And also, the dog's name, name is, is Rolf. Yeah, oh, it. yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I get that this was, like, you know, supposed to be, like, the 40s or whatever. I get that, you know, I'm sure reptile and amphibian care standards were definitely not what they are today yeah. <laughs> it's, oh my god and what the hell was with the statler and waldorf turtles in there yeah and we get actual statler and waldorf later yeah yeah the thing with these turtles is these are like obvious jewish stereotypes like, they're trying to put in some sort of, like, Mel Brooks-ish type thing there, but, like, I'm sitting here and I'm just saying, this is, like, incredibly anti-Semitic. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, God, they've been hanging out with Kanye. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God, no. Poopity scoop. Guys, I just realized this movie is the swamp Trump wanted to drain. <laughs> I'll go to jail. <laughs> was it worth it? If this was the swamp he was draining, I would have been like, Yeah, make America great. <laughs> Randy, Randy, no! no! Randy, that's demon talk and not the good <laughs> kind. I'm not gonna lie, MAGA does sound like something you would chant to summon a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway. Oh, man. Also, we get to meet the only good character in this whole film, Pilgrim. Oh, Pilgrim is baby. I love yeah. her so much. Yes. And they do the Muppet Show thing where they switch the Muppet dog out with the real dog in the long shots, and it's so cute. Yes, and she's played by Cree Summers, so she rocks. Oh, yeah. yeah Cree Summers love- cool. I-, I mean, I will admit, the dog does one thing later on that really weirded me out, but I cannot hate a dog voiced by Cree Summer. Exactly. Yeah. Cree Summer is the best part of just about anything she's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And- Which we forgot to mention, too, she does play Kermit's mom. Yeah, all five seconds she's on screen. <laughs> she's pretty much every female character that isn't um, the-, the blonde girl's name, whose name I forgot already. What, Penny? Yes, Penny, that's her name. See how forgettable everyone in this movie is? <laughs> wait, no, I, oh, wait, no, I thought we were talking, talking about Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh, no, no! <laughs> no, I was talking about the blonde girl in this movie. I forgot her name. She Me did too? have, she had some good There was lines. a blonde girl in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie? What's step by step? Where am I? Why am I asking you all these questions? She did have a pretty good line in the movie. Well, sir, if it's about the money, I can certainly loan you a few dollars. Stop! Don't worry about it. It's my mad money. I have no plans to go mad anytime soon. Just stop the car! Oh, okay. That was kind of funny. (laughs) And also, they basically imply that Goggles pissed himself in the tank sequence when he stands up to blotch, so... I mean, accurate for toads? I mean, if you've picked up a toad, it's definitely pissed on you, so... Yeah. 
God. Which, speaking of, by the way, what the hell was up with the sexy voiced Russian snake? Oh my yeah, god. Was, why did they make the snake not only Russian, but sexy? Vicky, not Icky. I show you, Icky. Chip Skylark would like a word. <laughs> hey, look, it's Melania Trump. Boo. <laughs> Haven't we had a tr- enough Trump references here already? I think that's good enough. Good night, everybody. <laughs> We should limit the Trump references to zero on this podcast. Let's forget uh, the fucker already. Yeah, Manifesting yeah. he dies this year. Yes, please. Oh, God. He does the fucking gland thing again. Come on, glands. Do your stuff. God, don't ever say that ever again. Yeah, so the snake starts crushing Blotch. And then Goggles is like, you know, why, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm choking the life out of him. <laughs> well, don't do that. Why did Goggles save Blotch? There was literally no yeah. reason. Like, just ten, five minutes ago, he was threatening to kill you. It's like, there was no redemption moment. Fuck it, die then. You know what? Sometimes movies just need to let the bully die. Exactly. The snake should have just eaten yeah. him right there. More meat. More meat, anyway. Also, I don't need to know your kinks, Goggles. <laughs> <laughs> just the way he says... <laughs> So you can choke the life out of me if you snake enough. <laughs> oh, Vicky loves a challenge. Uh, and so, oh yes, choke me harder, mommy. Choke me harder. Step on me, mommy. Make my eyes pop out of my glasses. Oh yeah. Goggles is definitely the type to go on random cosplayer TikTok accounts and then start commenting, "Mommy, sorry, mommy, sorry." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, and we get into one of my absolute favorite references in this movie. Ugh. The one where Kermit gets chased by a pig on a shitty green screen. Uh... And then Pilgrim is like, that's called a pig. And Kermit's like, well, I hope I never see one of those again. Ha! Get it? Ha! Get it? Get it? Ha! Get it? Piggy deserves better than that. Guys, 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 it's funny because... He dates a pig on the Muppet Show. Get it? Get it? Get it? Do it for you. I just wanted the actual piggy to show up at that scene and be like, "That's how you choose to reference me." Hiya! I do it for you. All I do is for you. I fucking hate this movie, you guys. I hate to say that any Muppet design looks bad because I know a lot of work goes into it, but. That rabbit's design was so fucking ugly. And Steve Whitmire basically does the Kermit voice. He doesn't do anything to change his voice up. It's just Kermit's voice coming from this rabbit puppet. With, like, a country accent. You know how apparently, like, one of the reasons Bean Bunny isn't really around anymore is because the puppet got so badly deteriorated in storage? Oh, rest in peace. Hashtag let Bean be reborn. Exactly. Is this the deteriorated bean? Is this, like, how he ended up looking? <laughs> God, analog horror bean. Yeah. <laughs> Especially compared to, there's a few shots on the road where they just cut to a bunch of bunnies on the road, and the bunnies are adorable. I love that! Like, can we just have a movie about the bunnies instead? Exactly. Yeah. Wait, that's Tale of the Bunny Picnic. Oh, we should totally talk about Tale of the Bunny Picnic soon. Yes! And then the 
bunny is basically singing to them like a flim flam medicine man about how being a pet is great. It's like, motherfucker, you are in a place that treats animals like shit. You should absolutely not be trusting humans. You know what's great about being a pet? Humans can pick up your poo-poo. <laughs> Please laugh. He said poo-poo. Here's the thing. He is not wrong in that if you're an animal, being a pet is pretty much like one of the best things that can happen to you because, yeah, you know, all your needs are met. You're basically just treated like royalty. The only problem is uh, the frogs are not being pets here. Exactly. <laughs> the frogs are being fucking sent to their death. It just drags on. If one of the frogs were adopted as pets, then yeah, that whole song would have been true. And by the way, I did skip the songs in this because they were all so generic and they were just all worse versions of existing Muppet songs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. The only reference in this movie that kind of works is a scene where Kermit goes into the neighborhood and he runs into a boy who he gives his ball back to and they stare each other for a moment and then they cut to the mailbox saying... Henson, but like, wouldn't that have made more sense to have like one of the actual Henson family members do that? Ah, as if we're not already spinning all over his grave enough by making this movie. Uh, Jim Henson is a ten-year-old boy in this. Again. What is this movie? What is its continuity lack thereof? I'm pretty sure around this time, he was already making Salmon Friends. Exactly. This movie kind of, like, gets the basic history wrong that apparently Jim Henson just jumped right into the Muppet Show. Exactly. It's like, how does any of this work? How? Salmon Friends! All of those appearances on all those talk shows. Wilkins Coffee. the, The fucking dairy commercial. Sesame Street. Exactly! (laughs) So then they cut to a scene where Kermit, Pilgrim, and Croker all go into a movie. And you think, oh, it's gonna be a sweet little moment that maybe will set up how Kermit wants to join the movies. And to be fair, they use an element from it later on, but... Otherwise, the scene's just Croker and Pilgrim just quietly talking about popcorn. And it's like, shut up! I want to see Kermit get into movies! They do have a nice moment with Kermit oh, yeah. in the movie theater, just staring at the screen in awe. I will say the shot of Pilgrim carrying Kermit and Croker was really cute. Yes, it yeah. was. But, like, why the hell are they letting animals into this movie theater? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, waiter, there's a frog in my popcorn. <laughs> the frogs are just like, uh, this is my emotional support dog. And the dog is like, uh, these are my emotional support frogs. <laughs> And Look, yeah, this is where we get the Statler and Waldorf cameo. And They the- gave my review of the movie. Hey, Statler, mm-hmm. I'm sure glad the frog put us in his movie. Why? So people can see how young we look? No, so we don't have to watch it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> Also, like, I tried to look up the movie they were showing. On the marquee, it said Swords of Fire. And then they were showing, like, some old, like, black and white movie. And so I looked it up. There's no such thing as a movie called Swords of Fire. So what the fuck were they showing? I think it was a different movie. Um, Let me open the trivia to see if I can find it. It had to be public domain or something. It's from a movie called The Black Arrow, which came out in 1948. So. Huh. This movie also just gets so fucking repetitive. And it's like. Oh, 
We missed the part um, with Pilgrim that really fucking weirded me out. Oh, yeah? Kermit finds a squeaky toy, and, um, listen, listen, Cree, no hate to how you perform, but you made Pilgrim sound like she was coming over the squeaky uh, toy. No! <laughs> and I was very uncomfortable that entire scene. You have a squeaky toy! Oh, ha, oh, Oh, a squeaky toy! That's a squeaky toy! Oh, <laughs> oh God! And then they basically just are like, "We haven't made you want to watch the Muppet movie instead enough." Here, have a scene where Kermit goes on a bunch of balloons. This looks familiar, <laughs> vaguely familiar. When that fucking happened, I was half expecting. Like Kermit to accidentally just fly into a fucking jet engine. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Jet fuel can't melt felt frogs. I don't know. Frogs uh, can't melt steel beams. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so then the guy is so desperate to get some frogs from the river and he's scared off by Pilgrim that later on he just orders all the frogs from the pet store, which I know it's a fictional movie. That is not how frog dissection preparation works. You have to have them dead because not only is it cruel and inhumane to cut open live frogs, you'll get diseases that way. Yeah. Like I have two things to say about that. One, why didn't you just order the frogs in the first place? <laughs> well, they do have a scene that explains that he doesn't want to have to pay for science, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But also, um... I was the weird kid um, who got excited about dissection. Here are Here's a list of things that I have dissected. Number one, a dogfish shark. Number two, a fetal pig, which is apparently a really common thing to dissect. Yeah, yeah I had to yeah. dissect a fetal pig in college. Uh, number to... four, an uncooked chicken thigh. <laughs> number five, a sheep brain. And number six, a sheep's heart. None of these things... None of these things were live frogs. Oh. So where did this trope come from? Every single, like, school-like piece of media I see, it's like, all right, class, time to dissect this live frog. Okay, someone please tell us if any time you've been in school you had to dissect a live frog, because I don't think this has ever happened. Oh, I also forgot to mention, I also dissected a squid and a fish. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when I dissected a frog in middle school, that shit came pre-prepared with a dead frog in a bag. Yeah. With all these tools and preparation and everything. Yeah, you gotta drain the blood, because if you cut into a live frog, it's just gonna bleed all over you. Exactly. I specifically remember my teacher building this up, like, there was a lot of responsibility to be had in doing this. Which, there is. <sighs> yeah, here's the thing, even E.T., one of the greatest films ever made of all time, also pulls this shit with the live frogs. <laughs> also, they have this weird fucking mood lighting with the teacher in the background. And I'm yeah. just thinking, like, he's gotta be on some sort of coke bender right now. Oh, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the 40s. He's Because he's going full fucking ham during the- <laughs> Why are they letting this guy teach again? They also kind of have a really dumb running gag where they mean George Washington High School, but then 
goggles thinks George Washington is their new owner and that's see it's a joke and a joke. I will admit though, the reveal that Craftsman is just a high school science teacher and not like I don't want to say like not a real scientist because you know yeah. high school science teacher is a respectable job, but the reveal that he's a high school teacher is kind of funny. Yeah. Wilson brings the frogs over. It's nighttime. And as he's driving away, the headlights flash on the school sign and you see George Washington High School. I thought that was pretty funny, pretty clever. Yeah, that was. (laughs) That's the thing. This movie can be funny when it wants to be. Why isn't it funny? See, I thought the guy was either A, like some sort of Doc Hopper where he was trying to like cook these frogs, or B, a mad scientist. Yes. He's a high school teacher. Also, <laughs> when they get to the high school, it's like every like other minute, the bell rings and you have like the kids walking to and from their classes. How short are these classes? I guess it was the 50s. That was school in the 50s. Yada, yada. And how do these kids not notice two frogs and a dog just wandering the hallways? How fucking come my classes weren't this short? These classes are like one to two minutes each. My classes were like 40 fucking minutes. I would have loved high school this short. Exactly. I also did get a small laugh out of the scene where he's picking up the frogs and he's like, Good night, Wilson. Frogs are peaceable creatures. When I was young, and Good night, Wilson. I pretended I was a frog. <laughs> I never worried at all. Good night, Wilson. Good night there, Dr. Mr. Craftsman. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I feel like executives definitely messed with this movie and were like, no, add in all the diet Shrek stuff. Add in all the diet Nickelodeon, etc. It's a kid's movie, so we gotta have some butt jokes, but we also have to have some kind of moral follow your dreams bullshit, whatever. <sighs> yeah, because one, Kermit and friends are trying to get into the fucking pet shop. They make this big deal about how Croker needs to be able to jump into the window, which I guess is a second story window, but... Like, I guess when he got hit by the truck, he heard him. I don't know. Lost his hop when he got hit by the truck, which... It's a miracle you made it out of there alive. Quit your bitching about your hop. <laughs> Here's the thing also, though. The window was very clearly at a height where all that they would have had to do was have Pilgrim just, like, put her front paws against the wall and stand up, and they could have just climbed her up to the window. Exactly. <laughs> but no, we need a I believe in you moment. And also the wishing star sounds like his mom. Get it? It's, uh Why does this movie have so many goddamn running gags and almost none of them work? It, it, his mom's not even dead. How the fuck is this happening? Uh, Use the force, Kermit. It's like they're trying to do the fucking, like, little foot thing with his mom, but his mom's not dead. <laughs> his uh, mom is probably putting up fucking missing posters. So then Kermit and Croker end up getting to go to George Washington, and they're trying to force some sort of idea that Wilson would be a good owner for Pilgrim. And I'm like, no, no, he will not. <laughs> This is a shady-ass pet store that not only sells frogs to people who want to rip them open alive, but also sells monkeys. (laughs) And as far as we know, they're probably being ripped alive as well. Also, that same bunny from earlier, why isn't that bunny in a cage? (sighs) And also, Craftsman and his assistant, they keep throwing the scalpels around without sanitizing them, dropping them on the floor, and still preparing to use them. I'm like... How did you get your job to begin with? 
on the one hand, the late 40s slash early 50s, I know, but th- there had to have been some standards. Yeah, <sighs> even for the 40s, this all seems very unsanitary. This is supposed to be the 40s? I feel like there was definitely higher sanitation standards for a country that was dying of polio. <sighs> yeah. Going back just a little bit, the song that plays during like the whole chase scene in the hallways with Kermit and Croker and Wilson. The song that plays during this scene is so yes. fucking good. It is way too good for this movie. Yes. It's called Complicated by Russ Irwin. And it's not on Spotify. I could find anything on YouTube except a direct rip from the movie. I want this fucking song. It's so yes. good. It deserves a better movie to be in. It does. Like the whole this whole week after rewatching this movie, I would just be singing the bass line to myself. Lousy form, but he sure nailed that landing. Apparently, Russ Irwin is toured with Aerosmith. Oh, nice. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, like, I was thinking, yeah, this song sounds kind of like Foreigner, and turns out he's done session work with Foreigner, and he's toured with Aerosmith, and he has, like... Foreigner? <laughs> yeah. Super impressive track record. Oh, man, that is amazing. And then they try to have a moment where Blotch sacrifices himself for Goggles, and I'm just like, this was not earned. This was not earned at all. <laughs> when that happened, I was half expecting Goggles to say, oh, okay, and then they just walk off and the movie ends. <laughs> That's too good a joke for this movie. Oh, yeah. Man. And here's a fun image, kids. Kermit the Frog's organs. Like, they have the diagram look exactly like Kermit, and it was disturbing. Jesus. Hello, Kermit the Frog here, uh, here to show you what my insides look like. It's like those things that they had at FYE. Where it's like figurines of cereal mascots, but like one half doesn't have skin and you can see their organs. Oh god, I remember. What the fuck's those. up with that shit? This would have traumatized me if I watched this as a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, by the way, I forgot I had a big note from earlier. Um, I'll just say this quickly. Kerm at one point during the scene where Kermit's getting trampled, I also swear to god I heard a Mario coin sound every time it happened. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I know this is very dark and they wouldn't have done this, but it would have been wild if the last 20 minutes of this movie turned into the frogs just tying the teacher up and deciding, we're going to make you the science project. <laughs> and then the last 20 minutes of this movie are basically a Saw film. Oh, God. <laughs> that's my trip. That- See, that's something a good Muppet movie would have done. Exactly. They would have torn- Yeah, if the Muppets had balls, and they do, but not those kinds of balls. This is a neutered movie. They would have thrown a bowling ball at him like they did Tex Richmond, and then that would have solved everything. <laughs> One of the only bits of enjoyment I got out of this movie was the sequence where Kermit is waving the scalpel at Crassman. Like, even if it did just make me want to watch Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> Stop reminding me of better Muppet movies. Exactly. Oh, we love you, Tim Curry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Kermit just fucking slashes Craftsman's throat. 
that letterbox review was entirely right. Um, he was having a whole swashbuckle with a frog with a scalpel, but then the frog talks and everyone shocks. But talking is where they draw the line. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck? Get it? That? It's just like the movie Kermit watched earlier. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think this is? The movies? Get it? Get it? <sighs> So they basically give Craftsman a tragic backstory where the frog talked to me, but nobody believed me. And now this proves everything. And they redeem him for some fucking reason. Froggy pants. Froggy pants. Frog. I'm froggy not a froggy pants. pants. I'm not a froggy pants. I'm not a froggy pants. But Kit, don't forget. Let the frogs go. Let the frogs Let go. The frogs go. Let, Let the, the frogs, frogs go. go. <laughs> this movie broke my soul. Uh, here's uh, the fun thing, editing though. that together later. Wait, here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing. He's traumatized that he got called a froggy pants because a frog talked to him. So he's aware that frogs are not only like, you know, human level sentient. They can also talk. So the only reasonable coping mechanism is slicing them open while they're alive and moving their organs around? Good God. I said, whoever threw that paper, your mom's a froggy pants. (laughs) Oh my God, it's literally Michigan J. Frog, only involving dissection. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. You are a froggy pants. <laughs> Hi-ho, my baby. Hi-ho, my honey. Watch ABC instead of the WB. <laughs> also, this movie tries to have its own version of the magic store with the song they sing in the car. It did not earn it at all. No, this movie didn't earn shit. <sighs> hey, wait, did they hear Pilgrim talk at all, too? Nope, they didn't, somehow. I think they did. Huh, oh, okay. Because when she joins in with the let the frogs go, they kind of look at each other like, huh. A talking dog? (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, man. Then, of course, it cuts to the end where it cuts to adult Kermit on his scooter saying he's visiting. And you hear the voices, but it's like, yeah, we didn't bother making adult puppets of them. I don't blame them at all. Like, who would want to see these characters again? (laughs) They already went to all the trouble to sculpt ass cheeks on the goggles. Why would they make a whole adult puppet? Basically. The outtakes of the movie that play right after the ending, they're so much better than this movie, especially the scene where Goggles is breakdancing with the scalpel. I I don't know. It says something when the outtakes are funnier than the movie itself. I could have done without Goggles spanking himself, though. Oh, God. Yeah, why? I really was... don't need to know your kinks, goggles. Uh. 2000s. <sighs> also, I just realized at one point Wilson says to Blotch and Goggles, you two should be on the Nature Channel. Get what it? What the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> I feel like there's a song very similar to that line that makes this scene very uncomfortable. Something to do with the Discovery Channel, I think. Yeah, a a gang of bloodhounds may have written it. I don't know. (laughs) Ah, God. Foxtrot uniform Charlie Kilo, by the way. Huzzah. So, I'd rather watch Muppets Wizard of Oz than this. At least that's a fascinating disaster. Oh, okay. No, Kit, 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 no. Oh, sorry. sorry. Even for you, that's too far. Yeah. Are you okay? Blink twice if you need help. I'm blinking so many times because I'm not okay. 
<laughs> Are you sure you're willing to die on the hill of wanting to see that scene with where Miss Piggy becomes skinny and falls down a fucking kitchen drain? Oh god! <laughs> and that giant CGI chicken and fucking Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> Uh, I've actually never seen Muppets Wizard of Oz all the way through, so I can't really comment. I don't. Oh, I have it. a story. I have a story. Oh God. So, um, back when Muppets Wizard of Oz aired, I was going through one hell of a Wizard of Oz hyperfixation. Oh no! Guess who watched that shit when it premiered on Disney Channel? Oh no! <laughs> oh, my condolences. Oh. <laughs> This is all Judy Garland's fault. Judy, we love you. Don't haunt us. Come on, Judy. You had to be so charming and so perfect in every conceivable way that you had to give me this hyperfixation and make me go through that. Um, okay, fair. It's not objectively worse than Muppets Wizard of Oz. It's just, this one's just more of a fucking slog to get through because it feels like they were trying because it just feels so cynical. It just, it's insane how cynical the story of Kermit feels. There's no arc in this movie. Nothing about it is even remotely memorable. It's just a fucking waste of time. Burn the tapes. A hundred percent. This movie is so suckingly bad. Take this shit to the swamp covered in barbecue sauce and throw it to the gators. (laughs) At least it's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas movie. Had some really fucking out there meme material to work with. This has nothing. (sighs) But yeah. Anyway, your guys' verdicts? Burn, burn, burn. Yeah, definitely burn. burn. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, this is an abomination. Jim Henson is rolling on his grave. and It's not that serious. Personally, I think he probably saw this from the afterlife and just didn't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, like, I don't like being that person. It's not that serious. And like, we were joking about the letterbox reviews earlier, but there were a few that just said, you know, you know, I have a lot of nostalgia for this one. I loved it as a kid. It's not objectively good, but I still have a soft spot for it. And it's like, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah but exactly. It's just, like I said, a waste of talent and a waste of a good idea. Exactly. Yeah. I could see, like, a child enjoying this, but this is definitely something to avoid if you're, like, a genuine Muppet fan. Yeah. This is not good. <laughs> And if you're looking to get your kids into the Muppets, this ain't it. I don't even think I would have liked this when I was a kid. Like, this is just... And like I said, there were parts of the soundtrack where, like, yeah, you had these bangers, but then the rest of it, and including the credits, by the way, is just the most generic, safe, like, 2000s, post-9-11 country. (sighs) I will say this, though. At least it wasn't insane in the membrane. <laughs> All right, who's got stuff to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kermit Wazowski, and from there you should be able to find links to my artwork, my Kofi page, if that is something that interests you. And you can also find a link to my music blog if you like the music-related tangents I went off in this episode and would As like to should. read them in text form. Yay, soapboxes! I am trying to take. A social media break so i don't really plan on plugging any of my social medias for a while but i will be happy to burn any copy of kermit's swamp ears that you wish to burn <laughs> huzzah bonfire yay it belongs on a great big fire 
Uh, you can find me at Cosmic Rewind on Twitter. Yeah, you know, the, the, the E and the 3, whatever. Same name on YouTube. And uh, I'm going to go drown myself in the Seven Seas Lagoon now. Yay. Have fun. I'm coming too. Huzzah. All right. You can find me on the usual spots. Tyler FG on Twitter. Tyler FG 96 on Instagram. You can find the show on channel underscore KRT on Twitter. Channel KRT podcast, all one word on Instagram. You can also find our Facebook group and our Discord server in the link tree in our Twitter bio. And if you want to help support us, you can also find us on Patreon, where we have exclusive minisodes, outtakes, and episodes of this very podcast at its earliest convenience. And you can also check us out on Ko-Fi, where we also have exclusive minisodes, but you can pay for those individually at $5 a pop. And if you just want to donate to us, you can also just do that. I'm still not sure if it's pronounced Kofi or Kofi. I like use them both inter- interchangeably. I'm calling it Kofi. No one can stop me. Eh, potato, potato. Yeah. Kofi, fi, fo, co, dum. I don't know. Kofi, <laughs> fi, fo, fum. Give me your money. I don't know. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us again, Marissa. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes. We love having you here. We got. I love being here. I swear to God, this year I'm going to start conning again. Yes! And now we can focus our efforts on the next thing Marissa's going to be on, the Drew Carey Show. Yay! Finally! Good thing! About damn time. Things that are good. Speaking of things we teased a long time ago and never got to. Yes. Yeah, I think we teased Ah! this episode and the Drew Carey show in the same episode. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, we did. We did. This has all been a long time coming. Oh, Oh, man. We're reaching our goals. (laughs) Reaching our goals. Follow your star or whatever. Oh, right. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. (laughs) something something we're almost there just listen to rainbow connection instead all right channel krt let it roll down the highway (laughs) thanks pfizer (laughs) it's uh time to get back to the office see this building behind me First place I ever bought. Flipped it and made 800000 bucks. It was better oh, than sex. Okay, who, who wants to share a healthy after-school snack? I want to make $800,000. Me too. Well, first, you have to quit dressing like nine-year-old kids. Let's go buy these f- some little suits. Well, I guess that lesson was brought to you by the number douchebag. <laughs>